With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Money Matters with your host, Gary Goldberg. For over four decades, Gary has been helping people navigate their retirement portfolios. That was nine presidents ago and the Dow was at 800. Through the ups and downs of the markets, our country and our daily lives, Gary has seen it all and provides real money management for real people. Because after all, money matters. Now, here's Gary Goldberg. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Welcome to the program. The stock market continues to do well. If you reflect on the first week of this month, I held your hand. I continue to say that, but that's part of my job doing Money Matters. I give you my objective opinions as to where I think markets are heading based upon my experience as having been a money manager for four decades. And I indicated to you that after the first several days of December when the markets came down over 500 points in a couple of days, I clearly said, in my opinion, this was not a replication of 2018, when the market in one month came down about 9%. So now we see a lot of positiveness, a lot of bullishness. And all you need to do is listen to your TV stations, read the newspapers, and you know what is going on politically. And you may scratch your head and say, hey, there's an impeachment going on. How the heck does the market continue to do well? How the heck do other countries continue to invest in the United States? We get back to an expression that I have used on the program, TINA, T-I-N-A. There is no alternative. Our markets continue to outperform others in terms of the fundamentals, and the U.S. economy is flexing its muscle. We have a very strong economy, and I am sure that President Trump, in spite of everything that is being thrown at him uh, in terms of Congress, is going to say, hey, look around and see how you are doing. That is going to be his call to action. And a lot of big money investors are placing their bets, from what I am reading, on a Trump victory. It's too early for the stock market to accurately predict who will occupy the Oval Office in 2021. But having said that, I need to at least alert you to the fact that there is a strong possibility of a re-election for Donald Trump. That's what the markets are saying. If the markets were looking at Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders as potential victors, the market would not be at all-time highs, in my opinion. You do not know my politics, but I can share with you that I am a totally independent, objective voter. My job, my career is based upon financial advice, and I have been good at it. Uh, there are others who are better, there are others that are worse, but I've sustained my career for over 40 years in helping people such as yourselves. So in doing my analysis as to what I am seeing currently, in years when the incumbent party win the presidential election, the stock market rally has been stronger for the average in election years. Stock prices tend to stumble in the year's second half when the incumbent party lost the presidential election. Let me make that clearer. If the Republicans win, the market will continue to do well 
in my opinion, over the next few years. Now, let's assume for a moment that we start to see rumbles of a recession. The last four presidents, George Bush, Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, and Herbert Hoover, who oversaw an economic downturn within two years of their reelection, all failed to reclaim the White House. So what is President Trump doing? He is blocking out as best he can as a human being all of what he considers noise on the side of the impeachment, but he is flexing his muscle currently about the fact that the jobs report showed unemployment at a 50-year low, basically 3.5%. Consumer sentiment hit its highest level in a year. People reaped the benefit of record gains in household wealth in their IRAs and 401ks. So that will be his mantra. He's going to say, okay, they impeach me. It's been a political thing. It's a Uh, It's an attack on me and all of the things that we hear. But he will continue to point out what is happening on the positive side of the economy. That's got to be his speech. That's got to be his strength to his constituents and to the rest of us. People, I believe, tend to vote with their pocketbooks. Now, a lot of people don't have pocketbooks to vote with. I understand that. But if inflation is low, those people are benefiting because prices are not going up. Just go to your gas pumps and you'll see what's happening. So it's a very interesting period of time. We can dislike what's going on in Washington, and I certainly am not a fan of what is going on. The bottom line is we will all have an opportunity in 2020 to vote for what we think is best for ourselves and our country. My number is 888-441-2033. When we come back, I want to talk about a sector of the market that you may find attractive for the future. And I also want to focus on one single company that is really rather amazing. Stay tuned. I'm Gary Goldberg. This is Money Matters. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. During the busy holiday season, everyone could use a little more time. At Wegmans, we can help. This is Nicole Deal from Wegmans Event Planning, inviting you to enjoy effortless holiday hosting. Let us do the work and try our perfectly catered, complete menus with entrees, sides, and those finishing touches. We also offer recipe ideas, beautifully arranged, ready-to-serve trays, and expert party planning tips. Get inspired today at Wegmans.com slash holiday help. What does it mean to stress test your portfolio? While we're still seeing a long positive run in the stock market, there will always be corrections and volatility, and it is very wise to manage your risk amongst your assets and investments. You might ask, with the markets doing so well for so long, why would I have to worry about stress testing my portfolio? The fact is, that is a very sensible thing to do and a perfect time to do so. A careful investor must be ready for potential downturns, a potentially rougher stock market climate, and the ripple effects from geopolitical events and policy changes in Washington. Diversifying your investments is one way to increase the resilience of your portfolio, minimizing overall risk, investment costs, and tax considerations are other important aspects of concern as well. Proper planning and regular evaluations of your portfolio will better prepare you to weather the next market storm. Is your portfolio stress-tested? Well, call me, Gary Goldberg, for no charge, no obligation consultation to stress-test your portfolio. I will walk you through the entire process. The phone number, 888-441-441. 2033. That's 888-441-2033. 
Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. And before we went to our break, I mentioned that there was an industry that I was going to point out to you that might be attractive for longer term, more aggressive investors. And then I was going to focus on one particular company that I have mentioned in the past on Money Matters without recommending any of these stocks. That is not what I do on Money Matters. If um, you can understand why I don't, you never know when I decide to sell the stocks that I have mentioned on the program, and I don't want you to be left holding the bag, but I want you to consider certain industries, and uh, the stock that I'm going to mention to you is not a secret small company, and I'll get to that in a moment. In terms of the industry, over the past several years, artificial intelligence has become part of our daily lives. You may not realize it, but artificial intelligence is involved in your emails, your smartphones, when you tag your photos on social media, uh, recommendations on e-commerce sites, the directions that we get by mapping applications, the music and video recommendations on these streaming services. They all use AI, artificial intelligence. Now, I want you to act as a money manager your own money manager, and you say, okay, if I have the next five years on my time horizon, do I think artificial intelligence is going to be more important in my life, more intrusive for some people, more helpful for some people? What do I think the next three to five years is going to be in artificial intelligence? I know my opinion because I do own certain stocks in that area. It is going to be much more prevalent in our lives. Now, there are some leading companies in AI. I'm going to mention a few names. You're welcome to write them down. You're welcome to talk with me about them. You're welcome to talk to your advisor about them. You're welcome to do your own research. Leading companies, NVIDIA. It is a stock that has done extremely well. It's an expensive stock. It's selling at about $230 a share, but it's all relative. Another one, it was the best performer in the S&P 500 this year, Advanced Micro Devices, AMD. It went from 27 or somewhere in the high 20s to low 40s in one year. And then, of course, there's Microsoft. These are companies that are very much involved. And don't discard Amazon as being involved in AI. Hence, my segue into that one particular company that I just sit back and admire, and for the sake of explaining to you that I do own these companies, all three that I mention, there's a disclaimer here, I am extremely impressed by what Amazon continues to do. So is Wall Street. It's selling at about 70 or 80 times its earnings. The typical stock is selling at around 16 or 17 times its earnings. Why does Wall Street in spite of the fact that Washington is all over Amazon. And you know all the reasons the antitrust uh, flag waivers are over Amazon. It's a political issue for many. Well, why is it still selling at 70 or 80 times earnings? Because they are a relentless company. This week, they've been all over the map. You know their battle with FedEx. They decided that they were no longer going to use FedEx ground services for shipping to their prime customers. This is Christmas week. You think they have leverage? That doesn't mean they're not going to bring them back, but they're not going to expose their customers to what they don't consider good service during Christmas week. Amazon originally was going to be called, are you ready for this? Not Amazon. Their name, if you Google them, was Relentless. 
You got it. Jeff Bezos was going to be calling his current company relentless. So philosophically, he hasn't changed. You might be surprised that it evolved into Amazon, but it was relentless. So even though uh, he chose a friendlier name for the company, the relentless strategy has guided Amazon over the years and it has evolved from an online bookseller to an e-commerce giant to the leader in cloud computing. It has a history of relentlessly snuffing out the competition, which is getting them a lot of negative attention, but they will play hardball, in my opinion, wherever possible. If you are in a large cap growth mutual fund or ETF, Chances are the companies that I just mentioned are part of that portfolio. But Amazon is not going away. It took the government 12 years to fight with Microsoft on a antitrust basis, and Microsoft was victorious. So we are fans of good growth companies over the next three to five years. Again, check with your advisor if you want to talk with me. My number 888-441-2033. If you want a look-see at your current portfolio from Objective Eyes, I will be happy to do it for you. I will call you back personally. When we return, I'm going to be joined by a gentleman who is the former Director of Administration for Vice President Joe Biden. He worked in the Clinton-Obama administrations. We are going to talk about what's going on in the economy, how it could impact the political elections this coming year. I'm Gary Goldberg. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Income matters, and it can come from many sources. We at Money Matters like dividend-paying stocks. We prefer high-quality dividend-paying stocks, not for everything in your investment portfolio and not all of the time. Still, if you're seeking income after retirement, look for companies with a history of raising their dividends on a regular basis. Call me, Gary Goldberg, at 888 888- 441-2033. That's 888-441-2033. You can talk with me about investing in high-quality dividend-paying stocks and how to integrate them into your portfolio. Quality dividend-paying stocks can bring you income during retirement, even in years of a rough stock market landscape or a period of slow economic growth. Again, call me at 888 888- for a conversation about dividend-paying stocks or to set up a no-charge, no-obligation consultation with me. I have been providing real money management for real people for over four decades. The phone number, 888-441-2033. That's 888-441-2033. And thank you for listening to Money Matters. Have you ever thirsted for or dreamt of becoming an entrepreneur, but you didn't quite know how to pursue that dream? Well, I can relate to you because I was that individual. Four decades ago, I started a company with $5,000 of my own savings, and I achieved real financial success. Well, I've decided to write a book for people who also want to pursue that dream, and I share my story along with how you can do it too. The title of the book is How Badly Do You Want It? And if the answer is badly, this book will help you to achieve the financial success that you aspire to reach for. There are testimonials from Steve Forbes, Suzanne Summers, Danny Wegman, and Joe Piscopo. And I encourage you to download How Badly Do You Want It, written by yours truly, Gary Goldberg. It is available on Amazon. And if you are interested in learning how to raise capital, how to convince people to invest in you, and how to attract clients and keep them for four decades, you want to pick up How Badly Do You Want It. All proceeds from the book go to the St. Jude's Children's Research Center. 
We're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters, and you know this is not a political show. This is a show on business and economics, but we are going to talk with a man whose expertise combining politics and business makes for a very good interview. And there's a lot of sensational news going on right now as we speak. The impeachment talks are going on. I do the show on a Wednesday for broadcast on a weekend, and guess what's going to happen during your dinner? The impeachment proceedings will be going on uh, the day that we are doing this interview. So I invited Mo Vella. He's the former director of administration for former Vice President Joe Biden and currently a candidate, as we all know, for President of the United States to join us. Mo Vella, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And you are the CEO of the Vela Group. And if anybody wants to Google it, you can get information, of course, on Mo Vela and his organization. As a bit of a background, Mo, you worked in the Clinton and Obama administrations, as well as with the current candidate, Joe Biden. You work with them very closely. And as I said, this is a business and investing show. So let's push the cultural issues and controversies aside and let's focus on the economy. How, if you were to be advising a Democratic candidate, because you have been aligned with a number of them, how would you suggest they put their best case forward? Because as we both know, uh, we see a rise in GDP, market growth, and people do vote with their pocketbooks. What would you be recommending? Well, I think, um, first of all, I'm I'm pragmatic, (laughs) and I'm a realist, Mm -hmm. and I... I don't believe in in being a denier of facts. Um, Is the economy sound and good for a lot of people? Yes, it is. We can't deny that. Um, What I would be advising Democratic candidates to do right now is the fact that what is also a fact, I should say, is that this goodness in the economy, this robustness, if you will, is not reaching all the corners of our nation, nor is it reaching all the way up and down the socioeconomic strata. Um, just because someone is no longer unemployed, as you very well know, and so do your listeners, uh, doesn't mean that they're benefiting from a good economy. If that's a $6 an hour job, they're still struggling to make ends meet. So, so again, I don't deny that some are benefiting from a healthy economy. But what I would be advising Democratic candidates is to be evaluating and assessing and critiquing the fact that it's not necessarily a robust economy for all Americans, especially middle, um, you know, middle class and uh, working class Americans. So where the average person is benefiting is in low inflation. And so while many people are not able to economically participate in the stock market, across the board, inflation is low. And of course, uh, the Republicans would be saying, well, we have the economy that is uh, showing unemployment at a 50-year low. And you know, both of us know you can play with unemployment figures because somebody who earned 100000 may be taking a job for 50000 and they're employed. That's right. But inflation right. is very low. Can you distort inflation numbers as well? Oh, I don't think I don't think we need to be distorting anything. We have plenty of distortion going on, <laughs> frankly, um, by most people in politics today. Uh, I sit on the board of directors of a company called Transparent Business, and we create transparency software for in the human resources and procurement process. So I am just sitting in awe over 
the distortion and the lack of transparency that occurs. So I'm not in the business of distorting inflation rates, right? Uh, I, I just don't see any need to be distorting anything, to be really frank. So people vote with their pocketbooks, and we both would agree to that. And their pocketbooks are a bit... Go right ahead, Mo. I don't, I don't necessarily agree to that, and I respectfully say that to you because sure. I admire your tremendous work um, and, well, and your you. show. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that that working class and middle class Americans always vote with their pocketbook. I think if you're benefiting from a good economy, then yes, you probably do vote with your pocketbook. But I don't think the average American uh, necessarily votes with their pocketbook. I think they're sitting around a kitchen table worried about uh, feeding their children and making sure that they have a job and making sure that they can get to work um, and making sure that that we're going to have a planet to live on in the, for their children's future. I mean, these are, the, I think, the issues that most Americans worry about. The ones that who have been blessed with benefiting from the economy, yes, I do agree with you. They vote with their pocketbook, but I don't think that's everybody. And when you look at the polls, Mo, you see, obviously, Bernie Sanders is up there. Elizabeth Warren is up there. Um, yes, Joe Biden continues to lead the pack based upon all the current polls uh, on the Democratic side. But Elizabeth Warren is proposing a wealth tax. And a wealth tax is um, a pretty controversial. I'm not sure they work personally. What do you think about the wealth yes, tax sir. that she has proposed and, by the way, is sliding a bit in the polls now? Yes, sir. I, and I appreciate the question, actually, because I could not disagree with her more. Um, and I'm, uh, I love having this conversation because I think a lot of people assume that those of us who are Democrats um, are, all, you know, somehow are all way over there to the extreme left, just like most of your listeners who are Republicans don't necessarily lean all the way to the extreme right or the Trump Republican mm -hmm. Party. Um, I'm a moderate and a centrist. Joe Biden is a moderate and a centrist. Um, and, and I have to tell you, I think this wealth tax is a horrible idea, and I'll tell you why. Just on its mere, the mere premise of it is vilification and punishment for the American dream. I don't get it. I don't understand all of a sudden how uh, the far left wants to punish people for being successful. Pay your fair share of taxes? Yes, I agree. Uh, but punish and vilify? Uh, set you apart because you succeeded, that is ludicrous. I mean, that is just a slap in the face of, of, the, of the American dream. And Mo, what it, it. what it has done is it has opened up an opportunity on the Democratic side for some billionaires to enter the fray and uh, say, hey, we believe in more equality, but not a wealth tax. Yep. And now all of a sudden, Michael That's Bloomberg right. has joined. You've got uh, Tom Steyer, yep. uh, Andrew yep. Yang. These are very, very wealthy people. That's right. And, and, and again, I, I just think, uh, I think that unfortunately sometimes in the media, because Elizabeth Warren and B Bernie Sanders, uh, and look, I thank them for their leadership and their contribution to our nation. It, it takes a village, right? And everybody, everyone who, who, plays a role in, in elected office, they are making a sacrifice to help our country, and I appreciate that. So I'm not speaking ill of them personally. I just think um, this, this punitive mentality is, is divisive and it's wrong, and, and as you noted, rightly noted, um, it's suffering in the polls. She's dropping in the polls, and you know uh, I don't think people are buying into this kind of punitive 
Uh, we have plenty of punitive, divisive nature going on in the, in the Oval Office now. We don't need to be adding it. We don't need to be piling on. The last uh, question I have time for, Movilla, is the following. On the economy, with unemployment, balance of trade, entrepreneurship, and the markets overall uh, doing mm-hmm. well, what message would you like to see the potential Democratic candidates send to the centrist, the moderate voters who ultimately will decide the election? Uh, what would you say to the Democratic candidates who are still on the platform? You know, when I played football growing up down here in South Texas, my you, you had to be big and good. Lesson. You had to be big yeah, and well, good, Mo. <laughs> I, I'm a, I've got a big belly. <laughs> no more muscles. But, <laughs> but when I did play back in my youth, the coach taught me an invaluable lesson that's never left me, and I'm now 58, so that's a long time it's been with me. When he looked at us and said, our team is only as good as our weakest person. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the message for the Democratic nominee must be an economy that's ro- quote-unquote so-called robust is only as good as it is helping those who need it to be robust the most. And until that day, frankly, it isn't considered a healthy economy because when you're still leaving people behind and when there are still people struggling, what we need to do is not bring down the people who are benefiting. We want them to keep benefiting. But we need to figure out is how do we bring people up so that we do not have these, this disproportionate poverty rate. We do not have this disproportionate uh, uh, punitive ramification and result from an economy that's not quite working for everyone. So, Mo, I mentioned it was the last question, but in view of what you just said, <laughs> what do you think about those corporations, the Fortune 500 companies that pay zero in taxes? Yeah. That yeah. is a loophole uh, that they take advantage of, and I know both sides of that argument. Uh, but what's your opinion? I have to tell you, I, I, I don't... Uh, you could see I'm an equal opportunity uh, criticizer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, just as much as I think that a wealth tax is ludicrous, I think it's absolutely egregious that uh, our major corporations are not contributing to the betterment of our society and our nation. Let me end by saying this. I don't believe that the corporations or anybody else should be paying their fair share of taxes for any other reason than that I don't think government is the solution to everything. Let's be very clear. Um, but I do believe that it, that we should be taxed fairly across the board and everyone should make, be making their fair contribution to the betterment of our nation. That includes our major corporations who are using loopholes to avoid that responsibility, that contribution, um, and frankly, uh, to be part of the American family. So uh, I just want to make clear to your listeners, I don't think the government is the solution to everything. It never has been, uh, and it never will be. But uh, fairness and, and equity are. Mo, thank you very much for your insights here on Money Matters, and it's really been a pleasure. Mo Vela, the CEO of the Vela Group, V-E-L-A, and former Director of Administration for Vice President Joe Biden. Mo, thank you very much, and happy holidays to you and your family. 
happy holidays to you as well and all your listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mo. So the last question that I asked the Mo Vella, I said there were two sides to the answer. Let me give you the other side, and I am not a fan of any company avoiding taxes. Now, there's a difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. You know what the difference is? 20 years to life. (laughs) So tax avoidance is a given opportunity in this country, and many Fortune 500 companies employ it. Here would be their response. If we pay less taxes, we can employ more people and benefit our shareholders. That is our responsibility. And you heard Mo's opinion as to everybody has to pay taxes in this country. I have my own personal opinion. Uh, Quite frankly, I am of the opinion that everybody should pay their fair amount of taxes. And yes, you should use whatever opportunities there are to use tax avoidance, not tax evasion. But there is a responsibility of every corporation that makes money in this country to pay their taxes to benefit all of us. If you want to talk with me about your portfolios going into the year 2020, there is no cost, no obligation. I invite you to call me, 888-441-2033. I personally will return your call. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Investment plans are not one size fits all. Your needs might be different from your neighbors and your friends. Are you looking to invest for long-term value? Do you need more income? What do you want to leave to your heirs? Well, cookie-cutter investment plans might suffice for some, but they don't work for everyone. Is your current financial strategy tailored to your needs? You can call me, Gary Goldberg, at 888-441-2033. I will sit down with you, look at the state of your finances and your investment needs, whether it be to prepare for retirement or if you are already enjoying your golden years and would like to make your money work for you. I have been providing real money management for real people for over 45 years, weathering the ups and downs of the markets. Call me today for a free consultation about what kind of investment plan is best for you. The number, once again, is 888-441-2033, 888-441-2033, and thank you for listening to Money Matters. At the end of every year, people have a tendency to make a decision about their careers. And for those of you who are making a decision about literally leaving your current job, I want to address something you need to focus on. I'm talking about the 401k that you have at your current job. The average American changes jobs, oh, as many as a dozen times over the course of their career. And they are faced with a question, should they take their retirement money in their 401k with them? Should they leave it where it is? Should they roll it over into an IRA? I want to address that because here we are at the end of December and you may be leaving your job. Don't make any rash decision. Thinking that you may need to pack up your savings when you clean out your desk could be a big mistake. Now, on the other hand, it could be a big mistake to leave your current 401k plan behind you. And uh, you may have some options that I want to focus on. You do have some options, I should say, that I want to focus on. A lot of people are unaware of the options and they often make choices that expose themselves and their families to risks, to fees, to taxes, which are the worst. And these are probably avoidable. And that's what this discussion is going to be about. The first mistake I see a lot of people make is they literally cash out their 401k. They may need the money. They may want to use the 401k to buy a second house. They may want to distribute it as gifts. In cashing out your 401k, 
there are major implications. So this is by far the least attractive, in my opinion, in cashing out a qualified retirement plan, whether it is a 401k or an IRA. It is an incredible cost to your financial security. It triggers taxes, penalties, and particularly if you're under the age of 59 and a half. There's an immediate tax hit, income taxes. And if you're under 59 and a half, a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Uh, the longer term issue, of course, is you've lost the tax deferred compounding. That's one of the reasons tax deferred compounding that I remain a fan of variable annuities. And more and more people are going into variable annuities instead of mutual funds because of the tax deferral aspect and the guarantees that they provide. And I always use the tagline, read the prospectus for the fees. But they have been increasing in popularity for a reason. So tax deferred compounding gives you the benefit of not having to pay current taxes. Let's assume for a moment that you've decided along with your advisor that an IRA is the best choice for you. There are plenty of reasons to move your 401k to an IRA. There are some negatives in doing so. The best reason to move your money to an IRA, in my opinion, is you now can control it. You are not limited to the choice that your company chose for you. If you look at your 401k statement, you're typically in mutual funds or company stock. The mutual funds that you are given to choose from have been chosen by an administrator. But suppose you want to be an exchange-traded fund. Suppose you want the guarantees that are implicit in, in variable annuities. Suppose you want to uh, be in the stock market in stocks that you choose. You cannot do that typically in your 401k. So an IRA gives you that opportunity. Um, the other thing about an IRA versus a 401k plan is a 401k plan has certain creditor protection that an IRA does not have. So suppose for a moment you are a doctor and you're in a field that is subject to litigation. How about if you're in the construction industry? A 401k has certain implicit protection from creditors. So don't let those uh, those protections uh, stop you from making a choice into moving into an IRA, but you should consider your own personal situation. I will help you in the discussion. My number, 888-441-2033. I'm Gary Goldberg. We're going to be back with Sam Stovall, the Chief Financial Analyst at CFRA, in just a moment. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. During the busy holiday season, everyone could use a little more time. At Wegmans, we can help. This is Nicole Deal from Wegmans Event Planning, inviting you to enjoy effortless holiday hosting. Let us do the work and try our perfectly catered, complete menus with entrees, sides, and those finishing touches. We also offer recipe ideas, beautifully arranged, ready-to-serve trays, and expert party planning tips. Get inspired today at Wegmans.com slash holiday help. What does it mean to stress test your portfolio? While we're still seeing a long positive run in the stock market, there will always be corrections and volatility, and it is very wise to manage your risk amongst your assets and investments. 
You might ask, with the markets doing so well for so long, why would I have to worry about stress testing my portfolio? The fact is, that is a very sensible thing to do and a perfect time to do so. A careful investor must be ready for potential downturns, a potentially rougher stock market climate, and the ripple effects from geopolitical events and policy changes in Washington. Diversifying your investments is one way to increase the resilience of your portfolio, minimizing overall risk, investment costs, and tax considerations are other important aspects of concern as well. Proper planning and regular evaluations of your portfolio will better prepare you to weather the next market storm. Is your portfolio stress-tested? Well, call me, Gary Goldberg, for a no-charge, no-obligation consultation to stress-test your portfolio. I will walk you through the entire process. The phone number, 888-441-2033. That's 888-441-2033. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters, and my guest is a man that I consider in the world of finance to be way up there. He's intelligent, he's personable, he's been a constant guest on Money Matters for probably a decade, Sam. I'm talking about Sam Stovall. Sam is the Chief Investment Strategist at CFRA. Welcome back to Money Matters, Sam. Good to talk to you again, Gary. I want to reflect for a moment, and it was a, uh, a good miscalculation, but last year you and I talked about, and I'm, uh, I was part of that conversation, that our forecasts for the year 2019 were growth in the S&P 500 of somewhere between 7 and 8%, and that was pretty typical of what everyone was forecasting. We were not stepping out of bounds in coming up with that number. Sam, one answer one word, basically, to what happened this year in the S&P. What was the number that instead of 7 to 8%, the market went up? How much? 25%. <laughs> so if you and I, last December, had said, you know, what if the market goes up 25%, we would have looked at each other and we would have said, can I have another shot of that uh, vodka or... Chardonnay or whatever the heck you're drinking, 25%. What happened? Why did everyone get fooled? Well, first off, I have to admit that I've uh, put on a little bit of weight because I've had to eat so much pro for being <laughs> cautious. Um, yes, yeah, so there was, I think, um, a lot of strategists could be um, forgiven for being a bit cautious because. Let's say we had ended 2018 with the S&P 500 down 6.2%, and you weren't really sure just yet whether we were headed for a, a deeper correction or even a new bear market. Um, and most forecasts end up being created in the beginning of December uh, of the year ahead in which they are forecasting. Also, when you think about earnings growth. Back in 2018, the S&P 500 saw a near 23% increase in earnings, and the forecast was for at best a 5% gain in earnings. And isn't that interesting? But uh, we got one-tenth of that growth, uh, with the S&P likely to be up at about one-half of 1% 1 in 2019. So I would tend to say that um, because investors had not been anticipating that the Fed would 
be cutting interest rates three times in 2019, uh, nor would we expect the stock market to rise as earnings estimates continue to fall. Uh, I think we should probably be given a hall pass for today. So here's here, <laughs> a hall pass for today. I haven't heard that since I was thrown out of my seventh grade class for talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of the reasons that the markets continue to do well this year is T-I-N-A, Tina. There is no alternative. And I think that part of the uh, hall pass that we're giving ourselves is that, as you point out, the Federal Reserve lowered interest rates, so bond investors were not able to uh, go into bonds. Interest rates in banks were so low, so people went into the stock market, and they went into a lot of the S&P companies, did they not? They did, and actually history indicates that we're likely to see a continuation of this Tina effect, as you describe it, because since 1953, whenever the dividend yield on the S&P 500 exceeded the yield on the 10-year note, the stock market uh, outperformed, gaining an average of 18% for exactly the reason you're mentioning. So uh, why would I want to own bonds if I can get better yield in stocks uh, unless I think that the financial world is coming to an end? And it does not appear that that is a risk at this point. We obviously have a certain level of risk uh, when you talk about impeachment and uh, Chinese tariffs, et cetera, et cetera. It's not the safety of the, uh, of the bank. Um, but the 30-year bond, in my estimation, is also not safe. Now, if you live 30 years, you know you're going to get your money back. But anybody who buys 30-year bonds now is going to see probably a pretty potential drop in that bond. And Sam, again, I'm testing my memory, but the correlation that you and I have talked about in the past, if interest rates go up 1%, a 10-year bond, not a 30, a 10-year bond would come down about 10%. Uh, that's, a, I think, a good rough estimate. Um, and also remember, uh, just from a very simple perspective, if you are owning bonds for an extended period of time, basically you are engaging in uh, deferred consumption. I'm putting this money away so that I can afford a can of uh, soft drink uh, for 10, 20, 30 years from now. Well, I remember 30 years ago when um, 7-Up, Coca-Cola, whatever, uh, cost about 10%, you know, one-tenth of what it does today. Uh, and so you have to be able to outpace inflation. But if inflation year-on-year uh, -year core CPI is expected to be in the low to mid 2% for this year and next, well, if we're getting less than that in terms of interest after inflation and taxes, we're underwater. So the things that should keep investors awake going into 2020, between your experience and my experience, there are decades and decades of, uh, let's use the word experience again. What is it that is the biggest concern that investors should have as they enter 2020 in your experience? Well, I, I would say it's the effect of uncertainty. Um, and how will they, as the individual investor, respond um, to the market's movements? Um, I think it's, it's best for investors to look inwardly to say, um, you know, how emotional am I? And am I one who um, would experience both fear and greed at the exact same moment because we have instant information? 
um, if you are that kind of an individual, you want to try to remove your emotions from the equation. Uh, maybe embrace a rules-based investment approach or, in a sense, let somebody else do uh, the driving since uh, investing is a financial journey. So concerns, um, basically the stock market, bull markets don't die of old age. They die of fright, and what they're most afraid of is recession. We don't see one right now on the horizon, uh, but that could change. Sam Stovall, what was the worst performing sector of the S&P in 2019? Uh, that is the uh, energy sector, which mm-hmm. actually, unfortunately, has been a, a perennial uh, underperformer. Uh, Year-to-date, it's up only 3.2% versus 25% for the S&P 500 and 40.5% for information technology. You and I have talked about the technology area in the past. I have been a proponent of technology for years, and... Uh, It is something that if anybody wants growth, they should not shy away from technology, even though those stocks have gone up, at least in my opinion. Here's a question for you, Sam. Are companies, and this is my observation, are companies being more conservative in projecting their earnings now? I believe they are, um, mainly because they just don't know what's going to be happening on the trade front. Um, And trade is so important because S&P Dow Jones Indices estimates that about 45% of revenues come from overseas operations. So if a lot of it comes from overseas and you are uncertain as to um, tariff situations, not only with China, but also possibly with France, with Germany, with England, Argentina, you know, you name the country, uh, and there could be some sort of a trade dispute uh, in the next several quarters, um, that causes companies to say, well, wait a minute, maybe I will slow down on my expansion of plant and equipment. I might slow down in terms of uh, buying other companies, and what I will do is maybe just use share buybacks in order to support my earnings per share growth. So share buybacks, ladies and gentlemen, are very important. When a company has excess cash on their books, uh, you like to see them buy back their own shares, and they do so because they have confidence. They also have comp- they also have executives who have stock options, Sam, so they benefit when stock buybacks occur, but they also increase their dividends. They acquire other companies. And in this kind of an environment, you like to see the deployment of cash and stock buybacks, increasing dividends, and not having cash just sit on the balance sheet, but looking for some other companies to acquire in low interest rate environments. I think we would agree on that. Absolutely. And I usually get the question, and it's usually directed specifically toward buybacks or specifically toward dividends. You know, if a company improves their earnings, will you see them increase their dividends? Um, And I say, we'll keep going because companies uh, take sort of a diversified approach. Uh, Not only are they likely to increase their dividends, they might increase their share buybacks, they might increase M&A activity, uh, mergers and acquisition activity, they might um, engage in um, additional plant and equipment upgrades. So it really just depends on uh, what the company wants to do, but usually it's a variety of things. U.S.-China uh, trade 
talks have stalled again. Uh, there's talk about maybe not implementing them immediately. And President Trump says, well, maybe he'll wait until after the 2020 election. It plays havoc with people's portfolios. Should, in your opinion, Sam Stovall, people put blinders on at this point in time? And if the answer is yes in terms of the geopolitical aspect, should they just look at their portfolios and say, okay, I want to own these companies and forget about the volatility? Um, yes, it's probably easier said than done. But if you do the research on volatility, you will actually find that stock market history can serve as virtual Valium, meaning that by understanding how frequently or infrequently we have bear markets, but how quickly we tend to get back to break even following these bear markets, corrections, or pullbacks, that that would actually calm an investor's nerves to say, oh, wait a minute, you mean it only takes us um, two months to get back to break even from a decline of 5 to 10% and only four months to get back to break even after falling as much as 20%? Uh, well, investors are opportunists, and whenever they see this vacuum of valuations occur because of a deep market sell-off, they tend to dive in and push share prices up very, very quickly. And by the way, the figures you were using are actual, are they not? They are actual going back to World War II. Isn't that something? So just repeat, a 20% correction usually turns around, and they're rare, that's a bear market, but it usually turns around in a matter of months, not years, right? Uh, let me get, go through the three different uh, groupings. A pullback is a 5 to 10% decline. We have had 56 of those since World War II, and it has taken us less than two months to get back to break even. We have had 21 corrections, which are 10 to 20% declines. And it has taken us an average of only four months to get back to break even. Declines of 20 plus percent, those are called bear markets. And on average, you know, a garden variety bear market takes about a year to get back to break even. So if an investor does not have a year to wait for their investments to get back to break even, they probably should not be in stocks to begin with. I couldn't agree with you more. And Sam Stovall, as always, you have a wonderful way of presenting information, even statistics that keep my audience interested. Chief Investment Strategist at CFRA, I thank you very much for being on Money Matters. My pleasure, Gary. Happy holidays. Same to you. And if you want to read some of the articles that Sam uh, writes, you can go to the website. CFRAResearch.com. Aha, CFRAResearch.com. <laughs> All right, Sam. Much appreciation. My pleasure. One of the benefits that I have in doing Money Matters is the access to some of the better minds on Wall Street. I consider Sam Stovall to be one of those, and it gives me the opportunity to speak with somebody whose job is to do research. CFRA is uh, part of Standard & Poor's, and um, both Sam and his dad, Frank Stovall, a legendary on Wall Street. I hope you appreciated uh, the conversation I had with Sam. And the takeaway is don't get spooked out of the market. I've been saying that for a long time. And if you're looking for dividends, I would look at the sector of energy. Even though it's down, the income is there. And at some point, oil prices go up. One of the reasons it's down is because of the Chinese tariff battles. You have to analyze why energy is down. My number, 1-888-441-2033. That's 888-441-2033. I'm Gary Goldberg. I will call you back. 
This is Money Matters. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Investment plans are not one size fits all. Your needs might be different from your neighbors and your friends. Are you looking to invest for long-term value? Do you need more income? What do you want to leave to your heirs? Well, cookie cutter investment plans might suffice for some, but they don't work for everyone. Is your current financial strategy tailored to your needs? You can call me, Gary Goldberg, at 888-441-2033. I will sit down with you, look at the state of your finances and your investment needs, whether it be to prepare for retirement or if you are already enjoying your golden years and would like to make your money work for you. I have been providing real money management for real people for over 45 years, weathering the ups and downs of the markets. Call me today for a free consultation about what kind of investment plan is best for you. The number, once again, is 888-441-2033, 888-441-2033, and thank you for listening to Money Matters. I love the opportunity to have a conversation with a man with a lot of experience and a big brain when it comes to the financial market. Sam Stovall is that individual. I've known him for a decade or so. I knew his dad, Frank Stovall, and they have been guests on Money Matters for a long period of time. The statistics that fill his head are amazing. And whether I talk with him on the air or off the air, I want to just relay a few statistical things to you because many of you are saying, you know, this market cannot last. We were up in a period of uh, 75 days as of a week ago, almost 11%. It has continued. And a rally that is similar to the ones that we have been experiencing usually come to a big bang ending, a possible blow off top. I do not believe personally that that is the case. I am optimistic as we enter 2020. Now, obviously, stocks were on fire because of an easier monetary policy when the Federal Reserve makes their statements. The expectations that China and the United States are going to strike a trade deal, which they are on the midst of uh, doing. Hopefully, it'll last. And the fact of the matter is you must remain optimistic on this country and on our markets. It is a matter of what sector of the market you should be in. That is the job of a money manager. So therefore, there are many catalysts that I believe will drive the market higher. Near-term sentiment remains positive. It's driving prices higher. It will be a bumpy ride in 2020 based upon the election. But if I am you, I would bet on this country. Have a conversation with me. I'll be happy to look at what you are doing with your money. My number is 888-441-2033. I will have a face-to-face meeting with you personally. Just give me a call. There's no cost and no obligation. This has been Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. A very happy holiday to you. Make it a great day. The Money Matters with Gary Goldberg radio show is strictly educational in nature and is not intended as personal financial advice. You should seek the help of a qualified financial professional regarding any strategies discussed on this show, as every investor's situation is unique. The information provided by Money Matters is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy or completeness. Investing carries an inherent element of risk, including the potential loss of principal and income. Past results are not necessarily indicative of future performance. Always do your own due diligence. Make informed choices after seeking the advice of a qualified financial advisor or investment advisor before making any investment decisions.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.